You're on Energy Groove Radio. This is the Music Weekly. My name's Brad with you for your Friday afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, it's very exciting because Slumberjack have released their debut album called Dichotomy, which uh, was released last week. Now, Morgan and Fletcher join me now to talk about the album. Congrats on the album, guys. I'm. It's really strange, actually, to be speaking to you about your debut album, considering you guys are so well established in the electronic music scene already. Yeah. Hello. Uh, uh, it's we we've, we've been hearing that this entire week, which is um, I, I didn't think it was going to be that surprising, but uh, I guess because Fletcher and I, this is you know this is the, the the normal that we know, and and but people are surprised about that. Yeah. Look. Well, let's talk about the album and how you selected the tracks to feature on it, because um, I understand that you guys would probably have an extensive catalogue to choose from. So, where was the starting point for this one? So we, I think we wrote something like twenty-five different demos for the album, and then the final album had twelve tracks. Um, a lot of the songs were sort of little sketches in the back of our minds that had kind of been floating around for a couple of years, which we just did not have anywhere near the technical capability to pull off um, to the to the level that we wanted to. And so when COVID hit, we kind of pulled together those, those ideas that we'd had kind of floating around in the back of our minds, like melodies and, and drum beats and things, and also wrote like a lot of brand new content that was kind of inspired by the year we'd had sort of back home in Australia after, after living um, abroad for, for so long. Um, and just sort of, I remember the day we sat down in the studio and kind of just looked at each other and said, I think we need to do this. Like it's time to write an album. And by the technical skills that you found, um, were limiting you at the time. Tell me about that. Um, how did you kind of overcome that challenge? Uh, I think it's, it's two things. I think number one is resources and, uh, well, three things, resources. And then there's the networks, the people and the collaborators that we, uh, half or, uh, you know, within our, you know, circle of friends and musicians. Uh, and the third would be just, uh, ability, you know, a, a better, uh, competency on, on, on our laptops. Um, and that, that kind of took a few years to, to, to gather before we feel like we're ready for a longer form, uh, body of work. We always had all these crazy ideas. I remember when we started, uh, we had this, long form sort of we had so, so something like if you have listened to the album it's arcs, arcs, something like arc second we we did that in 2016 but never really had the skill to pull that idea off um but we have we still have a sketch somewhere on our our dropbox archive somewhere and we just sort of waited um and also because we were touring pretty hard after a, a couple of eps and we just didn't feel like it made sense to drop a you know longer form of work because number one we didn't have the time for it we're constantly on tour and number two we felt like at the time um people just wanted bangers and clubs club songs and and, and that's that was something that we were good at and we we thought to play to our strengths and covid sort of gave us that um like a shift it's not it's not a shift that we dictated but the whole world went through a shift we're like okay this is our chance to do things that we thought were unorthodox for at least dance musicians or dance musicians where, you know, Fletch and I are mostly known in our early days in, in the club circuit. 
Yeah, well, let me um, talk to you about that um, because you do have uh, quite a few tracks on there which hark back to the club uh, sound that Slumberjack is known for. But you're also experimenting with uh, some really interesting uh, melodic tracks featuring some some wonderful vocalists. So I guess tell me about exploring that other side of, of Slumberjack, this kind of new sound that we're hearing from you in these particular tracks like Poison, uh, Memory, uh, not for you even? Yeah, so we have always felt drawn to, uh, I guess you could describe it as a poppier sound, uh, more vocal driven, melodic, uh, hook driven, I suppose, um, having these kind of melodies and, and lyrics that kind of get stuck in your head. And that is something that I guess a lot of electronic music producers, us included, when you sort of start out, seems to be, you know, pop music seems to be this kind of cheap, um, throwaway thing that you kind of almost scoff at. And I know definitely in the early days, I kind of prided myself on not being interested in pop music. But as we, uh, you know, as we kind of went through uh, the different you know, stages of progression in our, in our musical writing ability and also spending a lot of time in LA and hanging out with, with some of our good friends who produced really successful pop records, we realized that there's a lot more um, finesse and um, subtlety in producing uh, pop-driven sounds that are, you know, actually engaging and, you know, simple but but uh, attractive and hooky. So we kind of took us took it upon ourselves to stand up to that challenge and try and make the slumberjack version of what that would sound like. And the result was these tracks like like you just mentioned, Poison, Not For You, even And I, I suppose, has mm. what you could consider to be quite a poppy vocal. But we bring out our own flair to it in the drums, in the, in the synth textures, in the, the crazy sound design and um, mangling sounds that we've sampled and things like that. Yeah, and eyes a particularly beautiful track, and I love pain as well. I think that's probably my favourite track on the album. It's interesting how you mentioned pop music on the surface level can come across as cheap, um, perhaps the easy route, but I suppose anyone uh, who writes music understands that making a convincing melody, um, a very memorable melody, and also having your song mean something and have those multiple layers going through it um, so that the listener can interpret it how they how they want to, um, that's actually really challenging to do. So tell me about your experience experimenting with that kind of flavour uh, in some of the tracks that we're hearing on the album. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, who doesn't want to make popular music? You know, everyone yeah. wants their music to be popular, which is what pop music is. The real, the real challenge came to us when we were in LA and we have a good friend there, Corey Enemy, and um, he was already working with, you know, K-pop bands and, you know, uh, American, like Hollywood, you know, up and coming pop singers and, you know, pop stars and stuff like that. Um, we kind of took it upon ourselves and Fletch. Fletch and I, you know, spoke about it. We're like, how hard is it to write pop? And then we, we tried doing it and we just couldn't nail the sound. And it was at that moment where we're like, this is a lot harder than most people think. It's almost like this magical subtlety that you kind of need to figure out for yourself and not someone telling you, yeah, sure, it's easy to just write something catchy, but, you know, define that. And then, then you also have to make sure that this melody can transcend uh you know, between uh, your listeners who are, who are three years old all the way to 60, you know, they, they need to be able to understand that. And also that on top of that, the challenge that we want to put for ourselves is that it has to also be interesting. And uh, there's a level of sophistication and musicianship within those melodies as well. 
And I suppose you also have to balance um, your Slumberjack audience as well and that Slumberjack sound, making it sound uniquely yours, which I think you have achieved um, exceptionally well. But obviously you want to have that track transfer into the club scene um, pretty easily as well. Yeah, there was a lot of criteria to hit when we <laughs> did the album. The criteria was what people need to enjoy listening to it in the club, uh, in the car, in the gym, when you're walking, when you just woke up, when you haven't slept all night. Like all this has to still feel like you can listen to these songs in different parts and contexts of your life and it still makes made sense. So yeah, it took a, it took a while, like Fletch said, you know, 25 demos to 30, I think, and it distilled down to 12 and then, and then it was countless hours of just tweaking and listening and then playing it in the car and then doing different activities you know basically road testing it because we had no shows to test it during the time we had no festivals or clubs that were open we just had to you know imagine ourselves in the situation and hope that it works and I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you know uh the the response has been great now, you guys aren't strangers to collaborating with other artists to create uh, Slumberjack music. You've remixed the likes of The Presets before, and you've worked with Alice in Wonderland, just to name a couple. But on the album, you're featuring artists like Josh Pan, Sydney Carter, Lucy Lucy, World's First Cinema, Nicole Miller, a whole bunch of fantastic artists, musicians and producers. So walk me through that process of collaboration and how do you go about it? Do these artists approach you to be involved? or express interest or do you write tracks with them specifically in mind how does that go i think with the album we a lot of the i think what's unique about this album and this body of work is that all or pretty much all of the the collaborators that we worked with were very organic connections so for example sydney carter on poison is, is the vocalist who we've worked with before nicole miller on not for you is a good friend of ours um, Holly, the collaborator on Excalibur, as well as Twirl, the collaborator on Pain, Which is um, and Josh Pan are, are friends of ours. The, the singer on And I was actually uh, our housemate in Los Angeles' best mate. So okay. it's just these kind of connections which felt very natural and real, uh, and I think that resulted in more um, just uh, the, the music kind of came to us a lot easier rather than being forced into a room you know, often what happens is, you know, a label or a publisher will sort of put you in the room with a random vocalist or a random writer and say, you know, make a song. <laughs> and it, it never works. And we found that just letting these things kind of happen by themselves and reaching out to the people who we knew we had a good relationship with and we knew we could write songs with um, felt so natural and, and just made the process an absolute pleasure to, to work on. Tell me about your time um, overseas in LA. I'm assuming that you guys learned a lot while you were over there. Um, and how does it feel to be back? I'm assuming you're back in Australia now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we are in Sydney now. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Um, tell me about your time um, overseas. Um, how was that for you creatively? Uh, it was great and not so great. We're going to have to be honest here. Um, because LA is such a hustle and bustle town. We were there because it was easier to tour America. Um, and we, we decided to make that decision. It was a huge, you know, life decision for Fletcher and myself to, 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 to make, and mm -hmm. we, we made it. Um, and we were there, we met a lot of incredible, incredible musicians, you know, like, uh, Josh Pan and, and Tiny Cat, these guys are worlds for cinema. And, and on top of that, you know, the, the boys from gray who did, um, that Zed and, uh, the middle song we, so we, we hang out with these guys. Um, and just everyone is so 
creative in their own right as individual artists, and yet they hang out together. And I think that was something that we learned is that you can learn from other genres, even if you're not um, like accustomed or, or drawn to it. And I think that opened our mind a lot. So when we came back to Australia, it's sort of like we knew what the the other parts of the world are doing and, and LA, I guess, would be the largest uh, capital, music capital in the world. Mm. We, we felt like we had this like newfound bravery to just do whatever we think we like and dichotomy sort of came about as well. Tell me about what is coming up surrounding the release of Dichotomy um, as we are slowly, hopefully, opening up <laughs> and getting some live music happening again. Um, tell me, are there plans for some live shows on maybe the east side of Australia um, as well as obviously back in WA? Yeah, so we obviously are originally from Perth. Uh, I myself actually live on the east coast now, which is a okay. uh, big, big step. Finally, we're dichotomous across the across the country between the, the Morgan and myself. But um, we we do have a basically a, a Australia, New Zealand, and USA tour all planned. Uh, we we haven't announced dates yet. We will be very shortly. But as you said, COVID is just this very tough beast to wrangle, and it and it's been um, very very difficult to plan things around that. So we don't want to announce anything until we're sure it's going to happen. Morgan and Fletcher from Slumberjack, thank you so much for joining me today and unpacking the album Dichotomy for you. Album number one under your belt, I'm sure it's a relief. Oh, it is. It's such a, it's such a, it's a relief, but also we're also really excited, um, you know, for the future. Absolutely. Morgan and Fletcher, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you. The guys from Slumberjack, they're celebrating the release of their debut album, Dichotomy, a long time in the making, and it's a cracker of an album. If you love your electronic music, if you love your dance music, your club music, your pop music, there's something for everyone part of this album, and the production is next level. You will hear some sounds in there that you have just never heard of um, in your life. It's truly an experience, so I would recommend getting your hands on a copy and turning it up loud. Let's hear the latest single lifted from the album. This is Slumberjack with World's First Cinema. It's called And I. You're on Energy Groove Radio. This is the Music Weekly. If you want to follow up or listen back to that interview, head to our website, energy-groove.com. And I bet you think you're stuck in my thoughts. I bet you think you're irreplaceable, my love But I've been on my own for some time Another love's touch, another skin on mine And I've been thinking, maybe I got it wrong Maybe I gave you too much of me And I 
you think I'm lost on my own? I bet you think it's hard to find a place to call home, but a home is where the heart was laid last. I think my lucky stars you finally gave my bed. And I